Welcome to On and Off The Pitch, I'm Rodney Cyrus. Today, I'm going to make a number of points. Because this is all about making a point, isn't it? Football conversations. So, I'm going to make a point, and you may agree or disagree. And if you disagree, you can make your point too. Just stick it into the comments and I'll get back to you, hopefully. But, the things we're going to talk about today are strikers, strikers with abs, and the WSL returning. Now, I know that I did a little podcast earlier in the week with Ali and Emma, and it's always great to talk to the gang, and they are my peeps. Much love, much love. But this one, I needed to actually get up and run in, because it wasn't just about the WSL. There's a few other things as well, but it's transfer deadline-ish day. Who knows when you're listening to this? And it's about the potential of clubs who were in trouble bringing in players. So we will get to that. But before we get to the WSL, we're going to bounce back to the man, the one that is, Cristiano Ronaldo. His face is everywhere. He's on every newspaper, every conversation. His return, he's hailed as the king. Everyone is giddy. We're in love. We can't wait to see him, etc., etc. It's great. I didn't feel the same. Now, I know you'll think, hey, you're not a football fan. I am a football fan. I just didn't feel the same. He's a 36-year-old footballer. I've seen what he's done. And I know, for some of you, you've never seen him play live. So this is your chance. So, you know, be prepared to pay a lot of money to go and watch football. But at the end of the day, he's still 36. I know he looks in great shape. I've seen the abs. Everyone's seen the abs. I'm holding my stomach in right now just because I said the word abs. It's ridiculous, but it's the truth. So, with Ronaldo coming back to the Premier League, I have a question, and it may be a silly question, but it's still value, so I wish to make my point. Can you be classed as a world-class striker if you don't have world-class abs like Ronaldo? I mean, you know, Mbappé, does he have abs like that? How about um, Haaland? Does he have abs like that? Messi have abs like that? How about Harry Kane? Does he have abs like that? No? What about anyone else? I just wanted to know, because if he's going to keep scoring goals like that, jumping in the air like that, and showing off those abs, he's going to make people feel really insecure. And I want to know, do you feel insecure? I'm still holding my stomach in, because I said abs quite a few times. But anyway, he's back, and he will score goals. But this is a guy who has returned to a league which is nowhere near what it was when he was there the first time. Now, people are giddy. Like I said, this is like an episode or an early episode of the Game of Thrones. We all like those episodes. They were good. But it's different now. It's different. What's different? The referee using these words. I'm going to whisper it. Play on. Those words are only ever ushered when there's been a tackle. And someone's going, hey, ref, what about? And he says, play on. The arms come out saying, I'm not stopping so you need to keep moving as well. That's the deal. So this is what it's going to be like for him and everyone else. It's not going to change. Not going to change at all. So this is what we're going to do. How will he cope? How will he cope with the first rugged tackle which comes in from a Burnley? I'm just saying. Who will be the first to protect this hugely talented player from this kind of brand of thuggery? that he will talk about. You know it's going to come. Which player 
in the Manchester United team is going to brandish the first imaginary yellow card or red when Ronaldo gets tackled? Will it be Bruno? Will it be Ronaldo himself? How about Fred? My money's on Fred. What about Maguire? He likes to shove his hand. No, it might even be Oli. But anyway, this is the deal. It's a different league and he's a different player. And he's going to need more than washboard abs to cope with this new kind of rugged league because it is rugged. We've heard Oli say himself, it's a bit difficult for some of the players to understand that someone's going to tackle them and rolling around for about three or four minutes isn't going to get what they want, like a free kick or penalties. But anyway, you know what I mean. It's a very different league. And for any 36-year-old, and there are some who are finding it difficult to still play football now, at any level, being tackled the wrong way or being pushed around isn't easy. is isn't easy when you're 23, and it definitely isn't easy when you're 36. But we'll find out soon enough. Anyway, stepping away from the world of His Highness, yeah, I said it, is the WSL. We're still talking football, right? Just because I said WSL, so don't go away. We're talking about that era of the game that we all talk about, the era of WSL, the women's football, where, oh, it's just women's football, but no, it's football. It's football. The season's coming close, or it will be here by the time this gets out. And teams need, teams need to find strikers. And uh, three particular teams were on my mind and Ali's mind and Emma's mind when we spoke. Aston Villa, Birmingham and Spurs. In fact, they're still on my mind now. What will happen? Will they cope? Will they get ready for the start of the campaign, which will be long and hard and treacherous? Will they be ready for the fans who will come in with their packed lunches following their long train journeys, their car journeys, where they flex their credit card just to buy tickets and those dodgy sandwiches from the service station? Will they be ready? It seems, it seems that Aston Villa have been very good in terms of being ready. They have moved their way on the dance floor of football to bring in a striker of international worth. Now let's get the name right. Emily Glenick, Matilda's fame, right? I hope I said that correct. Emily will be wearing the number nine. Emily will be scoring goals for Aston Villa. That's the plan. Well, that's what Carla Ward would want. Will Emily score more than nine goals? Will Emily score more than 10 goals? Will Emily score league goals? This is really important because Aston Villa were in real trouble last time and they need league goals. And if there is anything to know about in the WSL, if you're not scoring, <clears throat> excuse me, if your striker isn't scoring more than five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten league goals, it's not that you're not punching where you should be. You're in big trouble because this league concedes a lot. That's all I'm going to say. And at least the one thing I can say about this uh purchase from Aston Villa is it that it wasn't another Birmingham player like, let's face it Birmingham City must be sitting there you know with a brick wall around the entrance of their their stadium to make sure that no other player leaves but it might be too late I think someone did leave I need to check Twitter for that but anyway that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about 
Aston Villa bringing in a striker, which is good news because, you know, they need to score goals. And when you look at their roster, they didn't have enough experience at that end of the pitch. So we'll see. Fingers crossed for Aston Villa. But it isn't just about Aston Villa in terms of their purchasing power. There is news on Twitter. A rumble, a tsunami of emotion. I did say that football was like love, right? Bombshell sending shockwaves through the hearts of fans, diehard fans. Let's face it, there are a lot of diehard fans in football. It's believed. Now, I don't know if this is true, and it could be just rumour, which is a, something that happens in football, that Tobin Heath will sign for Arsenal Football Club. Now, I know just saying those words is difficult for some to hear. Please bear with me. Church is open soon. There's healing to be had. He's there for you. Tobin Heath could be a gooner. Tobin Heath will be a gooner. Tobin Heath is a gooner. I thought I'd say all of those because you just never know what could happen. At the very least, Tobin Heath could, will and has appeared for the North London club Arsenal. Who knows? Like I said, who knows what's going to happen? But if Tobin Heath does, Manchester United fans will be really upset. Like I said, love is a serious thing. The love the fans had for this player was unreal. And it will hurt. It will really hurt to see Tobin Heath wearing an Arsenal shirt. If, when, has it happened? I have to say, who knows? But the reality is this. Tobin Heath wants to play top-level football. Tobin Heath has earned the right to go wherever she wants to go. Pretty much like Ronaldo. So if Tobin Heath does rock up in London wearing an Arsenal shirt, an Arsenal team which are in the Champions League, it makes total sense. And what it does for Arsenal is a very serious thing in terms of the league. It tells everyone that they are to be a contender this season. Paris, Miedemar, Heath. Now that's a front three that you really can't ignore. That's goals, aggression, tenacity and a will to win. Just at the front. So any defender, whether you're playing a back three, a back four, a back five, will have their work cut out if those three are playing all at the same time. If, when it happens. Now, Chelsea will pay attention. Manchester City will definitely pay attention. It's one of those things. It is one of those things. Manchester United, on the other hand, they'll probably try and close their eyes and cover their ears because that's something they don't want to hear. Pretty much like Ronaldo going to Manchester City. Like I said, when you're a player of worth, you can go where you want. Now, it would seem that Manchester City have bought in a Swedish international, right? Angledal, midfield player, to bolster their midfield. Now, Manchester City have problems in defence, so it would probably mean that they're trying to bolster the midfield so that they can play three at the back, or two at the back. I'm not sure. That one's for you, Emma. Two at the back. You know it's a joke, right? I'm only joking. I'm only joking. But it's good news. So, the WSL will be here very soon. The top three teams from before have 
what I call strikers of worth. Manchester City with one striker who has a current illness or injury will need to score goals from wherever they can. Arsenal with Tolben Heath have made it a much more interesting competition before it's even begun. Let's see what happens. But that's me making my point. Arsenal have pushed their way right back into the conversation. Now, stepping away, I like to step away a lot. Stepping away from the WSL, down to the WSL2 or FAWC. Not sure which one it is, please tell me. I did attend a championship game, first one. Crystal Palace hosted Bristol City. I did, in the previous podcast with Ali and Emma, give a very kind of short review on the game. Uh, but what I didn't do was mention some of the players who are forgotten about and never get the glitz and the glamour in terms of praise from individuals who watch the game, like fans. And I talked, you know, extremely well about the high press that Crystal Palace used and the goals by Barton and Haynes. You can see them on the highlights. They were fantastic. The way they, they really harassed the Bristol defenders and gave them very little option in terms of moving the ball forward or through the lines. But what I didn't mention or who I didn't mention were the defenders. Um, and in particular, Annabelle Johnson, who's the captain, who is a very vocal captain and leads by example and is a very solid defender for her team and is just, just commands the back line very, very well. She reminds me of another defender who does that very well down at Lewis. That's Rianne Cleverly, but we're talking about Annabelle today. Apologies, Rianne. Also, Hannah Churchill, who sits in front of the back four, who is, in terms of positional play, very good at, at, at following the instructions she's been given, def blocking attack, intercepting, hassling the opposing players and, and stringing passes together to set the team forward. And, and did that very, very well. And also Lizzie Waldy, who is quite a quiet football player. Where you hardly hear her say anything. Comfortable on the ball, solid defender, great left foot, great in the air. Um, and they were part of a very good Crystal Palace performance um, on the first, first game. And as, as much as I was gushing over the other players and, and about the movement going forward. When I look back at the game and thought about it a little bit more, I thought these players were just as pivotal in terms of, of the, the the goals and the creative play and also a strong performance by a, a championship team. And um, they put themselves forward. So that's me doing a shout out. He's been making my point. Anyway, uh, for those that never get a mention or never get a real mention, I'll try and do that much more frequently going forward. Anyway, this is All Enough to Pitch. I'm Rodney Cyrus, and that was me making my point. If you want to make your point, leave a comment. Please do, and we'll get back to you. Until then, laters.